Shalom, everyone. Dr. Dina Dye here. It's been quite a while, and I am joined by my co-host, Jeff Morton. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. Hi, Dina. Uh, we, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, this has been quite a season, very intense in our country, and um, we're, we want to address some of the things that are going on in China. Now, uh, just disclosure here, <laughs> uh, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not in the medical field. Uh, I am hardly an expert, but I do watch. Uh, I watch and read and research and study. That's kind of my area. And I'm watching and I'm listening and I'm weighing out what's going on. And I, you know, I'm not given to conspiracy theories. Um, we we want to just present information here that's solid and to the best of our ability. I'm not going off into all of the different theories. Uh, I just, as far as the coronavirus, the COVID-19 is concerned, at this juncture, we, you know, the average person do not know. So I'm not even going to go there and suggest uh, all the different theories on this. And we may never know. I would imagine there's people in our government that do know. Certainly they know in China. But let's not talk about stuff we don't know. So that's kind of, I'm just going to drop that right out of the gate. Jeff? Well, and I... Likewise, I'm far from a conspiracy person. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, if you want to know anything about conspiracies, just bounce around on YouTube for an half, half an hour. Uh, I'm more concerned with the, uh, and my thoughts are more concerned with, you know, the number of people that have died yeah. and the lives that are being disrupted and, and destroyed and uh, the suffering that's going on and the fact that this virus is moving quietly silently, deadly, through communities, not only in China, but uh, I have a son in Japan, the, 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 the virus is there, uh, and it's spreading, and it takes two weeks, Dina, sometimes well, three Well, actually, weeks, up to 24 days. Right, so before anyone. Know. That's, near, that's over three weeks when people are asymptomatic, and they do not know it. So so in, 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 in agreement with Dina, I'm not here to talk about the the conspiracies and all of the misinformation that's being spread. I'm, I'm here to talk about the actual lives and how we know that China has the largest underground church in the world. Amen. Yeah. And these people are crying out to God almighty for um, help. See, and I sent you the video of the woman. Uh, she's now turned up missing by the way. Well, yeah. Uh, so several, they've got, there've been a number of journalists. They're basically internet journalists. Um, I can't remember the one guy's name, Fang something. I don't know if I wrote it down. But there have been a number of them that have just disappeared. And so who knows? Trying to get the word out. And and we have to be cautious, too, because, and I'm not saying the video that you sent, but we've got Russian trolls out there that are putting out videos that are fakes from, you know, decades ago. And it's hard to verify because if these people are going to put out a video, then they got to cover their tracks layers upon layers. So that makes it hard for people to prove whether these videos are accurate or not. But we are, there's no question, it, we're getting information out of there. Um, you know, China's not letting anyone in. Uh, you know, I don't know, the World Health Organization, I don't totally trust them either. I just learned that two people on the World Health or Organization, one guy is from Ethiopia. He was the head of their health services in Ethiopia. And uh, he 
basically there was a lot of cover-up. They had several epidemics there. He, he covered it all up, and now he's serving on the World Health Organization. So that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. And there's another gal who, you know, I don't remember their names, but uh, in Hong Kong, she was part of the the health services there as well. And she's she was uh, partially responsible for covering things up in Hong Kong, and she's serving on that board. So that kind of doesn't make you, that doesn't inspire great confidence either. But we do, I just want to mention two sites, uh, warroom.org. They have a series called Pandemic. They're up to number 17. All of the guests on there have been fabulous. Uh, Dr. Stephen Hatfill is kind of co-hosting on that. He worked in uh, weapons bio labs in the U.S. and the uh, U.S. Army, and he is excellent. He's written a book called Three Seconds Until Midnight, which is uh, quite a scary thing, <laughs> like a novel. And uh, excellent, excellent uh, guests. And then there's another site called Peak Prosperity, a guy named Chris Martinson. And these, I would recommend these two. They are sane and uh, they're they're well uh, resour- uh, sourced. And uh, just please, please be careful. There's just so much stuff on the Internet and a lot of it isn't true. And people are just freaking out and cover-ups and, you know, all that. Can You know, we just want to focus in on what we believe that we know from reliable sources. And we want to encourage everyone, this is no time for panic. But we, you need to know what's going on, and you need to prepare yourself as best you can. And I do want to spend quite a bit of the show talking about the Chinese and what's going on you know, under authoritarian rule and how that might compare with the U.S., and, and because we're headed straight for where China is. And so, what, you know, I wanna, I, I'm encouraging you, please, please pray for the Chinese people. This thing is, uh, the numbers coming out of China are not accurate at all. We don't know what the numbers are. We have somebody, Dr. Gabriel Young out of Hong Kong, um, is kind of saying that this thing is replicating itself every 6.7 days. Um, The numbers of infected are well above 180,000. We have another doctor inside China who's saying, you know, it's probably close to 250,000, up to a million that are infected. We simply don't know, but we do know that there's a huge problem, and this thing is, you know... This thing moves at a speed, and like you said, people are asymptomatic for weeks and weeks. They don't even know they have it. Um, they were talking about in Wuhan just before, uh, around Chinese New Year. See, the, the government probably knew about this as early as October, they're saying, uh, into November. Uh, they did nothing about it, but these people all got together. There were 10,000 of them eating together, and, you know, they dipped the stuff in the pots, and they eat. And the, the virus just was able to explode in that way. And sorry, I'm just rambling on here, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take well, a no, breath. I, I think, people, I think it's, it's important to understand that, you know, we know that the, that this particular virus is killing people. People yeah. are dying. We have no idea how many are dead. Right. Uh, I'm like you. I've seen all of the stories of the crematoriums and the people dropping dead and the Chinese. I've seen all of those videos. Please don't send me any more of those, please. Uh, substantiate your, your work if you're going to really look into this. But the reality is, like Dina said, this virus is spreading exponentially, and it's not limited to the people of China. It's moved around the globe. And it will be very interesting to see how 
uh, or what happens in the next 90 days or even 30 days. Yeah. Because the truth is going to bubble out. That's, 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 there's a good side to the Internet and a yeah. bad side to the Internet. Yeah. The good side is that information is coming out. You just have to be, you have to scrutinize it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, what they're saying, there's three sort of laboratories where they, they'll actually get real-time information because they're not getting it from the Chinese. And that's um, uh, Singapore and uh, what was the other one? Singapore, Japan, uh, the cruise ship. So these are like insulated laboratories. I guess Singapore is the number one because uh, of all the countries in Southeast Asia and really on the planet, they have the, by far the best healthcare system. So there's 55 already, according to the numbers that have been infected there. So this is where they're going to watch to see the, what they call the RO number or how this thing replicates, how fast it does. Some call it the r naught number. And also um, in Japan and Hong Kong, but, and then that cruise ship that's parked outside of Japan. Japan and I believe, yeah. I don't remember the latest, it was like 214 had, had been infected. But this is where they can get in and watch and see and get us better numbers because we simply don't know. You know, the Chinese are not telling us. Well, the, um, you know, I was reading some reports coming out of Taiwan that the numbers are staggering, but also that they're like a year away from any kind of medicine. Oh, that's even, it's more like 18 months to two years. So what I also heard, you know, they were supposed to put together some sort of SARS vaccine medicine thing. And I don't know, what year was, was SARS? 2003? Right. Uh, MERS was 2011. They still don't have anything to combat those. So that's not an area, you know, we're going to get any relief from. I, I will mention that yesterday I read, heard that they, the Chinese did have some success with blood plasma. So 11 people were injected with plasma from people who had recovered from the coronavirus. And within 24 hours, there was a, like an amazing recovery. The, the problem is, you know, that was 11 people. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you get enough blood plasma from people who have survived to be able to do this on a scale. I mean, there's 1.5 billion people that live in China. So I don't know how that works, but they did have some real success there. So that's something that we want to watch as well. Well, not only, not only that, but, you know, I was read, watching the video you put out, and the doctor was talking about reinfection. Yeah. Which is almost a which death. Which is deadly, deadly. Because the medicine that they were pumping in to people does a lot of damage to the internal organs. And so right. if you get reinfected, it literally is a death sentence. And uh, this is this is, this is is a, a monstrous virus. I mean, it, it is. I haven't seen anything like this since I've been alive spread. I mean, well, you e- haven't, and the RO number, which, you know, they think anywhere 6.3, 6.7, is a huge number. So the Spanish flu, 1918, the RO number was less than 2, and now this is 6.3 and up. So the replication rate is, is enormous. Now, you know, mostly seems contained in, in China, um, and... You know they're reporting 15 cases in the U.S. Uh, you know there may be more. We're not we're not going to go there. That's just what they're reporting. 
And the key from everyone that I'm reading is you, you got to get on it when you've got 15 cases. And so if that means somewhat draconian measures, then that's what you got to do. Because if you can contain the 15 cases, you got a shot at containing the whole thing. Um, once you hit apparently close to 100 cases, you've already lost. So, and I, I don't know. I just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, again, you know, stay calm. It's no time to panic, but it is time to prepare. And actually, we should always be in preparedness mode. We shouldn't have to go race out and prepare, but most of us do, and I'm guilty of that. But the one thing I want to make sure that you do is uh, that you have on hand the medicines that you normally take. So if you're, you know, if you take aspirin regularly or ibuprofen or, you know, vitamin C or, you know, you have blood thinners or whatever, just make sure right now that you're well supplied with those because those things are all made in China and they are not exporting. They are using up everything they can. There are no respirators now. There is nothing for those people. So while they're on the shelves, and hopefully they stay on the shelves, but at the very least, just prepare yourself with your medicines. The other thing is, you know, what they're telling us, masks do not work, so you don't need to go buy a $150 mask on Amazon. They don't work. They don't seal properly. Uh, surgical masks don't even work, and they have a mask called the N95, which, which does work, but, I mean, you can't even get them, so don't even bother. Um, the moisture that you create inside the mask causes the virus to just, uh, you know, explode. So don't worry about that. But the key in all of this is hand washing, which is not something we've trained ourselves to do. So they gave a little thing. When you go wash your hands and keep, you know, the water's fairly hot. I mean, not real hot, but you put, you know, put the soap and you're washing your hands. And this is how you teach children. You tell them, say happy birthday twice. And that's the length of time that you need to, to wash your hands. And in your own home, things like your, don't share towels because that's, you know, you can imagine, especially the towel in the kitchen, and, you, and, and doorknobs, things like that. So just, just be prudent with that sort of thing. I would suggest just having some food, you know, just maybe two weeks supply of food on hand, you know, in the event that maybe you had to stay home for two weeks or something like that. I mean, we don't have to go crazy. But we and these are some just basic things that we can do. So, and 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 Dean and I are not we're not sounding an alarm. We're just well, we kind of are. Well, but we're reiterating the fact that this disease, this virus, is killing people. Yeah, large numbers of people. We don't know how many people are dead. Dean, have you read the reports that <clears throat> this isn't affecting children very very much? Have you seen those reports? I have, but I've also seen a report where it really, it's equal. <laughs> it doesn't matter, young or old, um, and all the way through, the numbers are pretty steady. Uh, the, the guy from Peak Prosperity had graphs and charts on that. So, you know, I've heard that, you know, women, women, men don't get it, women do, women don't get it, men do, this age, that age. Uh, okay, so it doesn't I seem to know no ba at any bounds at this juncture. Well, I, you know, that makes sense to me because once you get a virus, it's still in your body. So I, I would imagine, you know, uh, they're talking about people who already have uh, issues like diabetes and things of this nature, this disease just well, goes certainly, down. yeah. Yeah, if you have some sort of medical uh, issue, you know, it's going to... The problem is, of course, it, it goes to the lungs, and it goes to the deep part of the lungs. So it's not an upper respiratory issue. It's, you know, deep in the lungs. And so now you're dealing with pneumonia and, you know, just... 
I can't, I mean, you know, you literally drown to death as the fluids fill up. I haven't had pneumonia when they explained to me how, you know, how this works. Once the mucus starts uh, yeah. filling your lungs, it protects the virus yeah. from the medications. So it's kind of, uh, it's, it's heinous. Yeah, and, you know, we're not going to go, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, trying to boost your immune system to the best you can, but I'm not going to list off all of the, the one thing I will say, though, is vitamin D. Just, I know people go with the vitamin C, but vitamin D is probably the most essential. And I know for me, when I'm starting to get sick, I, I dose up to, like, uh, 10,000 vitamin D units an hour for a day just to try to knock that thing out. So, you know, hopefully that'll work. But really, that's all I want to say on that. Just uh, stay calm, be prepared, and we will watch closely. The biggest thing we're going to have to deal with, I think, is the upending of the supply chain. Because we have reached the point, 80% of our medicines are made in China and 97% of our vaccines are made in China. And almost, uh, you know, up in the same amounts of our agribusiness, everything's made in China. China makes everything. And now the factories are closed and people aren't there and the farmers aren't in the fields, et cetera. And we, our governments over the past numbers, you know, probably last 25 or 30 years have basically sold us out, outsourced everything to China where they make everything and now we are just stuck. And it reminded me of, of Israel because at one point, uh, you know, one of Israel's main defensive weapons is, is their tanks. And at one point, their tank parts were being made in other countries, the uh, United States uh, being one of them. Now, you get some, you know, uh, somebody's running the show, doesn't like Israel, and you need tank parts, you're in, you know, heap big trouble. And so Israel just said, well, that's it, we're done with that, you know, we're going we're gonna to make everything here. And I, I, you know, I love this America first thing that the, that the president has brought because it is time, past time, for us to make everything here so we are not dependent on China. China is not going to be sending out anything. They need everything they've got. So there's something called the just-in-time. That is how our supply system works. It's basically they're, they're, they have no inventories. It's kind of like an uh, on-demand sort of thing. And so everything is just working on the edge of time. Like it's, it, it works perfectly when, when everything's being made and, time, you know, we've got time to, to send. But when, if there's an upending at all in the supply chain, this thing just, you know, collapses. So, um, you know, the way we're going, our Walmarts and Targets may not have stuff on their shelves. Now, of course, it'll start in Asia and maybe, you know, I don't know how long it'll take. Again, we're not trying to freak you out, but we have been beholden to China, a communist, authoritarian dictatorship. This is insane, and maybe all of this will expose, like you said, and be a wake-up call that we need to be making stuff at home. And and, and in addition to that, if if we just look at how we're not getting information out of communist China, there's no truth in what's being fomented from the government. If you just stop and think about this for a moment, then you realize that we have in our own country, and I have to go here, Dina, we okay. have a communist movement that is actually vying for the presidency of the United States of America. And when I think about how that system works, Dina, before we go, I'm going to tell you a quick story, but when you think about how that system works, 
and yet the minds of our young people by the video we just saw on the news the other day of these people tearing up uh, a conservative um, uh, whole they had a whole display out on the college campus and they were attacked and you have to understand that the minds of our young people are being taught that communism and socialism is the right way to go and which brings me to the story I'm going to tell. One of the guys that works that I work for now, uh, he tells the story of his uh, his uh, father-in-law who came to this country, America, from Cambodia under the Khmer Rouge. And you know about Pol Pot. I don't have to tell you much about that. But for those of you who don't know, Pol Pot killed all the doctors, the teachers, the educators, the professors. He eliminated millions of people in Cambodia. And uh, it was called the Killing Fields. And so this particular father-in-law escaped, and he came to the United States of America with flip-flops, T-shirts, and, and a pair of jeans. He worked his butt off to where he ended up putting his kids. He got his family here, and he, he was able to create uh, wealth from education. And see, that's the thing. When I listen to how our young people are being perverted, this man came to our country, and he completely revamped his entire life. And that's the beautiful thing about America. We can't lose that. Amen. We can't lose that. And so both Dean and I are very politically active. By the way, Dean, I didn't, I didn't step away like I thought I was going to because of I watched POTUS's speech, and I was transformed. My brain went, okay, i got to get behind this. But I don't know which way this country is going to go. I'm hoping and praying that the God that we serve has a trump card. And I, I met the pun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. If we keep going the way we're going, the next generation is ready to riot yep. against the values that made this country possible for that father-in-law to come here and transform his entire life. And I just, I, I'm so enthralled with the amazing thing that America is in the face of the world that we can't lose that. We can't lose that. What's happening in our country politically is almost as bad as what's happening in China with this virus. We can't allow the minds of our young people to believe that our country is some kind of horrible thing that needs to be tra transformed and changed because the option is what we're seeing in China. And yeah. we can't allow that. And I have to say that because if we lose our freedoms, the rest of the world has no beacon of hope whatsoever. Well, our country, I mean, the goal isn't transformation. The goal is restoration, that we return to the country as founded. And we are at the precipice here. And I would just say that uh, communist China is showing us our future if we don't see a nation restored. And I'm, you know, advocating, We, I mean, we need some kind of major religious awakening like we've never had and I don't even like to use the word religious but something here's got to change and you know the cultural revolution in China it has been a disaster these people have no freedom whatsoever and the the latest thing that China has done is implemented uh, facial recognition yeah. and so this started back in the fall and they started advertising this and they didn't want people wearing masks during this thing because then they wouldn't be able to use their facial recognition technology. Uh, they have been systematically for the last five years demolishing churches. 
and then they implemented that sort of that social um, what is it called you know where you you're identified according to your social life life and you get points for you know I mean it's insidious what is going on in China and the people in China the underground church which you mentioned Jeff at the top of the program these people the underground church is a magnificent army these people, you know, will meet and pray in secret places for, you know, 10 hours on the Sabbath. And then they meet, you know, surreptitiously and very, you know, trying to just meet together and encourage one another. And, you know, I don't know how this all started. I don't know where it's going to end. But I believe the potential exists here for the complete upending of the communist the Chinese Communist Party, because these people long to be free, and they are showing us where we're headed. We are, we are about to live under cultural authoritarianism with the Democrat Party and their Marxist. Um, I, I don't know. This, this is a, this is a tipping point here. I just want to encourage everybody. Please, please pray for the Chinese. They're wonderful people. And and also. Um, you have to be engaged. You can't. It's like um, this disease, this virus that's spreading. If you don't fight it, it's going to overrun everything. And the same is true. If we don't fight back for the political strength and character and restoration of what God poured into this nation, then we're going to be overrun and we're not going to have the country that we all grew up in. And I just pray that not only do you pray for the people of China, but you pray that God's hand stays over this nation, guides our leaders, and calls his people, the church, and I'm speaking to the Christian community, the church to return to the biblical truth that gave us the gospel message in the first place. Amen. That's, that's kind of all I have to offer, Dina, on this show. It's good to, good to be back with you. Yeah, we'll have to do this again sometime. I, I'm getting people that are encouraging me to, people are listening to the uh, return to, Eden broadcast and they're going Where, what 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 where are you people well so I was encouraged yesterday to do this and uh, so I'm glad you were able to, to, to join me this morning yeah well thanks for having me on and and we will do this again and again people pray seek the counsel of God you know pay attention be a watchman encourage others and uh, you know we would just trust in the father that this is a momentous moment in human history uh, that the shackles of authoritarianism can be thrown off. Amen. Amen. And that's Jeff and Dina. One more, one more chapter in returning to Eden. So God bless you guys. Dina, we'll see you next time. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.